welcome back to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Today is Friday, September 11th, and on today's episode, we will be discussing how airlines and aerospace manufacturers are embracing the use of machine learning with NVIDIA, which is one of the world's largest suppliers of embedded graphics processing and computing chips to the video gaming, automotive, and other industries. But first, I wanted to remind everyone that our next Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chats is coming up September 22nd through the 24th. We have a few confirmed new speakers this week, including Pete Scaves. He is the FAA's Chief Scientific and Technical Advisor for Advanced Systems Avionics. He will be taking questions and giving a presentation on aircraft information security protection during our first day of Cabin Chats, September 22nd. Check out all the speaker and agenda updates on our website, gcasummit.com. So on today's episode, we are featuring a recent interview I did with Jeffrey Levine. He is the Director of Global Business Development for Data Science and Space for NVIDIA. And this follows up on a very interesting blog that was published by NVIDIA in May regarding how American Airlines is using their data science workstations to integrate the use of machine learning into their air cargo shipments process. When I came across this blog, I was very keen on learning more about this because this is really a new sort of use and embrace of the use of artificial intelligence and data science and machine learning by airlines. American Airlines has been one of the leading carriers in this uh, you know, segment of the industry. They've been one of the airlines who actually has an entire division dedicated to the use of AI in machine learning. So let's get into our discussion with Jeffrey Levine of NVIDIA. So Jeffrey, if you could first just start out by giving our audience an introduction to your background and role with NVIDIA, uh, where are you based and what are some of your day-to-day responsibilities with NVIDIA? Oh, thanks, Woodrow. Hey, first of all, thank you for having uh, me here. really appreciate your time. And I am with NVIDIA, the Director of Global Business Development for Data Science Products. And that includes our mobile data science workstations to our tower data science workstations and also we have our um, EGX servers, which are also data science servers for the data center, as well as a host of software products from NVIDIA Rapids to Spark to our CUDA XAI that we preload on these systems to allow our customers to perform data science faster. I am currently um, located in New Mexico. Um, Oddly enough, I used to be in the Washington DC area, but I I came to New Mexico and COVID happened. So I'm I'm resting my head here nowadays until uh, the storm's over. Oh, okay. Ironically, I'm in Washington, D.C. myself right now. Uh, so, you know, we came across uh, a very interesting blog post and webinar that uh, NVIDIA did actually a couple months ago in partnership with Air- American Airlines using some of your technology to develop machine learning models for their air cargo monitoring operations. Um, now, can we kind of just start there? One of the key sort of um, technologies that they use from NVIDIA were your Quadro RTX GPUs for the development of their machine learning model. Um, can you first just give a kind of a, a, a background introduction to what those GPUs are, what those capabilities are, and um, sort of how, how they came to be adopted by American Airlines? Sure. Um, that's a great question. 
So a little background with the relationship with American Airlines. Um, I actually became friends with a gentleman named Phil Easter at a data science convention in New York City um, a couple of years ago. And um, when we launched this new product, I, I called up Phil to mention, hey, we have something that can help accelerate data science. And he connected me to uh, Tasia, who leads our data science team there. Um, before they had the data science workstation um, that we worked with HPI, one of our OEM partners, to, um, to deliver, they were um, really just doing data science um, in Jupyter Notebooks, but it was in shared resources, either in the data center and they were working in the cloud. And those are both great locations for doing data science. But the power of the data science workstation with the RTX GPUs is that it's a personal sandbox. It actually allows the end user to um, have his own GPU that's preloaded with all the software they need, all the libraries and frameworks to perform data science. And what it does is it speeds up your ETL work. And also it's a lower overhead. Um, one of the concerns at American Airlines was if you're using a cloud service provider, is that it's OPEX. And um, you have limited amount of time because um, the meter is running whenever you're utilizing those GPUs. So if you want a sandbox or if you want to spin up models and test out algorithms, it's not an ideal place if you have a limited budget. So when they had the data science workstation, they felt this really freed them up to experiment more and to find more models to solve more problems. And what was so great about the one they had, it had dual RTX 8000s on there. And those have um, a ton of CUDA cores on it. It has a ton of tensor cores, which actually are supercharged for doing um, AI. And uh, they are NVLink together. So they actually had 96 gigabytes of frame buffer memory on a personal system. Interesting, I see. And now let's back up a second. Now, just from sort of a uh, infrastructure perspective, how does an Amer you know how does American Airlines go about adopting those data science stations and, and sort of installing them? I mean, do they need you know more cloud stores themselves, or do you know how, how does that process work? Well, that's a good question as well because there's a there's a few different ways that these systems are utilized, and um, since it's a personal system, it really comes in handy because with COVID, um, now you have a system that you can use at home and provides you super compute capabilities. Um, but also these systems can be rack mounted. They are server grade um, tower workstations and they can be accessed through uh, KVM, through pixel streaming. So there's a few different ways to access them. And also you could do VGPU. So these systems could be virtualized. So it can be used by one end user or you can actually carve up the GPUs on these towers to be used by a multiple group of users as well. So that flexibility is something that American and other um, companies in this industry really enjoy as having that flexibility to um, provide compute to all of their data scientists. I see. And, you know, you know, within our sort of podcast and our coverage area, we really cover a lot of uh, new technologies being deployed on aircraft, right? And, and uh, one of the things that a lot of our airlines have been interested in um, in recent years is the use of AI and machine learning for predictive maintenance, especially within um, sort of tr predicting how components within an aircraft, uh, how their life cycle goes and when they're going to fail and sort of replacing them before they fail in an aircraft on ground situation or in the air. Um, and then just taking a look at some of your data science workstation overview, quite a few aerospace customers quoted um, on your website there. And just wanted to know if there are any other interesting airline or aerospace related examples um, using your data science workstations that you could provide. Oh, sure. Um, there, there's quite a few. 
Um, you know, the ones that are mentioned publicly on the, on the website, those are all really great stories. And there's many other clients that may not have public stories, but we're doing tons of predictive maintenance work. I think that is a standard across the board. I think it brings a lot of value. It brings safety. It helps save product. It helps mitigate um, risk as well. Um, what we do see, too, is um, different types of use cases, um, a lot around computer vision, uh, a lot around telemetry. So there's, um, they're taking looks at, at the different camera networks that exist at airports. Um, you can take a look at the cameras that exist um, out of the public area just within um, to help you know, control traffic to understand during certain corridors. Um, what's the volume of, uh, of crew or baggage or different products going through corridors? And, and they're taking that um, and doing machine learning algorithms to help um, reduce bottlenecks and, and help keep you know, traffic moving through the corridors in a more effective way, a more efficient way. Um, another thing that's interesting that I believe I've seen in the airlines is, is utilizing the cameras um, at, at check-in. So um, I think we all realize um, everyone who flies, um, there's this kind of game people play where does your baggage fit or does it not fit, right? And, and when is there too many bags and then people end up going up and down the, the aisle of the, the aircraft looking for a place for the bag. And, and the thought is, well, if the, the cameras can actually identify the bags as they're loading in and they can calculate the volume, um, well, then it would just mitigate, you know, who has to actually check in a bag, which bags will fit, which bags won't fit, and also um, speed up the, the onboarding process. So that, that's a couple of things that I see happening. And you know, one, one of the things that's, that's always really interesting for me to learn from, you know, sort of developing machine learning models like this is, uh, one of the things that's mentioned in the American Airlines blog is that the team built a predictive model using H24, H204 GPU and loaded it with 500,000 booking records or a whole year of data. I'm always curious of how you actually go from, you know, like you described earlier, they were using sort of spreadsheets and, and you know, storing data in different uh, systems in different areas. How do you go from having this data just, you know, separated and kind of parsed out and getting it into your data science workstations? What is that process like? Well, what's really great, Woodrow, about um, working with them um, tabular data, um, as it were, is that we have tools such as Rapids, which is specifically works to accelerate um, working with tabular data. So we have rapid data ingestion. So um, before Rapids, it's a more of a longer process. Um, we have our CUDA-based libraries that we use, and um, it helps move that data much quicker onto the GPU. Um, and that's another point, too. Having these really big GPUs with massive frame buffer memory 96 gigabytes of frame buffer memory can hold um, quite a bit of tabular data. And what really happens is um, sometimes the data exists in a cluster. In this case, it exists in a cluster. Sometimes you might need to pull data that comes from various locations and geographies and different data lakes. And um, as you're trying to build up your models, you can pull sample data and you can load them onto the GPU. And then once you know what model you want to go with, then maybe you're going to send it to your data center or send it to the cloud to kind of build that model out up and, and mature it. So um, there's a few different ways of handling the data, but having the large frame buffer memory is really key to utilizing the GPU. I see. And another thing that's mentioned specifically in the American Airlines blog is that 
Quadro GPUs are 10 times faster than traditional CPUs. Um, can you expand and explain a little bit about what makes them 10 times faster, especially for, for kind of this airline audience where, where this is concept is a little bit newer? Sure. Well, and 10 times, you know, to be completely open, that's just an end-to-end -end approximation. We have individual use cases where we've seen 100 times, 150 times acceleration. Um, with NASA, Goddard Space Flight Center, the heliophysics team, that's another blog we had where they had these marvelous breakthroughs of speed. And really the reason why it happens is that parallel processing is the magic of parallel processing. On a GPU, they have our CUDA cores. And on the um, RTX 8000s or the RTX 6000s, there's approximately 4,600, well, and eight to be exact, CUDA cores on that. Product. There's also tensor cores and RT cores. On a, on a CPU, maybe on a home computer, your CPU has four cores or eight cores. On a server-grade CPU, maybe you're getting up to 30 or 40 cores. But we have thousands of cores, and they're all processing in parallel. And that's the reason why we get these huge speed-ups when you um, port over to using a GPU from a CPU. I see. So it could actually be a lot faster than the, what's quoted in that blog. It could, exactly. Um, it really depends on the workflow. So the 10 times is what we see as a end to end. Um, when you're doing ETL work at the beginning of your data modeling, we're seeing about 30 times speed up on average. So it just really depends where you're at in the workflow on what type of accelerations you should experience. So within the um, American Airlines blog, they also mentioned that their machine learning models are up to 90% accurate. And I'm just curious how they're able to achieve such a high level of accuracy using your platform. Sure. So that's, that's a great thing to have with the GPU is um, being able to train your models faster. And previously, if, it, if something took you a week or a month to do an iteration and spin that model, well, you have a slower time refining that model. Well, now when you move down to doing work in just days or hours or minutes, you're actually able to do more iterations in a day. You're able to refine the model at a much faster rate as well. So um, that was one of the advantages for American Airlines to actually build a model and then refine the model in a record-breaking time. And you know, just maybe another quick follow-up question on that. How much, you know, when, when you look at a, an airline like American or, or other carriers, how specific or, or sort of, you know, ready to deploy do they need to be in terms of what machine learning model they actually want to develop? I mean, do they, they kind of need to have that established and, and planned out before they even adopt the data science workstation? Is that, is that kind of how it works? You need a specific use case before you even, you know, go about deploying this? I'm so glad you asked that question. Actually, you, you don't. And that's the beauty of the data science workstation. It allows you the freedom to discover what are the models, what are the algorithms that will work um, to answer your questions. Um, so airlines, they have their data that they own, and there's also data that exists um, just in the world that's at their fingertips that they can use. And there's so many questions that people want to ask of the data. And the data science workstation basically allows you to ask more questions in shorter period of time. It allows you to spin up a model and test your hypothesis, and it allows you to fail faster. And really that ability to take different data samples and, and 
form different models and, and test to see if there's something valid in that data, something meaningful, and be able to fail more times in a day. That's where the magic happens. It allows you to find that model and deploy it and change your business in a record time. Right. And, you know, so we talked a little bit about some of the other aviation and aerospace airline type of, uh, you know, operators use cases for the data science stations. Are you seeing any other interest specifically from airlines? You know, now that this American Airlines story is out there and, uh, you know, people are able to see how they're using it for air cargo data. Are, are you are you just seeing any of that, you know, type of interest from more airlines for that? Yeah, I think we're seeing more interest across um, the different airlines and also throughout the manufacturers as well. People are realizing that, um, especially, you know, we started with the predictive maintenance, um, IoT around manufacturing. There's, there's a whole world of, um, of goodness that the GPUs bring to, um, to helping to mitigate cost. I think what people saw, too, with American Airlines is that this is a billion-dollar business unit that, you know, coincidentally, at a time of COVID, any penny you can save and uh, any performance improvement you can bring to that business unit that's successful now is vital. And people are taking these data science workstations and they're really looking for ways to transform their business, really how to, you know, the parts of the business that are successful, how to get more revenue going through those parts of the business and how to create more efficiencies with manufacturing. So IOT has become a very important thing from the manufacturers um, and in, in the airlines themselves right now, I just feel for the airlines because it's been a really hard time with COVID. It certainly has. And, and you know, before we do let you go, I do have to ask, I mean, you know, our our podcast, like I said, really focuses on sort of aircraft technology and especially in-flight connectivity. Um, are, is there any interest or do you see any, you know, kind of purpose that an airline could use your data science workstations for sort of in-flight related applications? I mean, a lot of airlines are looking more and more about capturing real-time data about their aircraft while in the air and, and sort of, you know, monitoring the health and status of their aircraft and just better understanding how they perform on certain routes as well. I mean, do you see that as a potential, you know, use case maybe in the future? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, the airline data sets are, are just a classic example when we, when we showcase our data science um, platform of showing efficiencies, um, better understanding routes, better understanding delays, better understanding breakdowns, as well as um, something else that's, you know, interesting too when it comes to the world of AI. Um, I have been working for many years with MIT, their Laboratory for Information and Decision System, otherwise known as the LIDS. And um, the associate professor, Sirtak Karaman there, has been developing um, autonomous um, avionics so he does um, collision avoidance programming. Oh, so there's, there's a lot of interesting things coming to the future. And, um, and MIT is working, I would say, with the vast majority of uh, manufacturers and many of the airlines themselves, too, to help um, bring this knowledge and their research to the market. So we have a bright future in store. Well, Jeffrey, I wanted to say, you know, it's really interesting learning about this sort of new area for, for airlines, like I said. And I think this is something that we'll definitely look to continue to cover in the future. So hopefully at some point we can follow up with you. But I wanted to say thanks for coming on the podcast today. Oh, you're very welcome, Woodrow. And, and thank you so much for her, taking the time and to uh, allowing us to talk about our GPUs and what we've been doing with American Airlines. Really appreciate it.
So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. Thank you.